and welcome to another episode of Bopshi and Yaya Travel the World. We're so excited to have you here today. My name is Alex. I play the Bopsha part in all of this. And this is my best friend, Terry. She's Yaya. Hello. And we are in our second episode, and we're certainly trying to figure out all of this podcast nonsense. There's a lot to it. So we figured out where music comes from. We figured out all kinds of other stuff. So we are very interested in sharing with you guys and spending some time talking about travel and how travel can be your lifestyle, whether you're hanging out at home like we all are right now during the big old COVID pandemic, or if you are, if you've got that boarding pass in your hand and you are ready with suitcase to go. So, um, you know, travel influences us every single day and we are certainly interested in sharing all of that with you. All right, guys, just to give you some information, we're both moms. We are teachers and we are travelers. And today we're going to share some of the things that keep us happy with traveling you know we're not out there traveling now because of the covid so we're going to talk about books we're going to talk about food we're going to share some of our travel tips and products that we love and we're just going to dig in and get this thing going well we're very interested in sharing with you lots of things that we enjoy about travel so we've come up with a whole segment and it's called now boarding because it's all our favorite stuff that we're just getting ready to do and uh, the first spot that we're going to start at is what we like to call our global book picks we're super big on those um, at tgc travel so we thought we'd share them with you here i have this week i have two i have one for adults and i have one for kids terry okay and my adults one my adults one is called listography which is kind of like a non-book i love this book so much it is like a journal of lists and it's got like 300 pages in it and all you do is list all the stuff you've done or all the stuff you wish to do so it's like you know yeah, you you know how everybody in teaching loves flare pens. Yes. I feel like this is very flare pen friendly. Is and what who I doesn't think. love lists? So this is all I'm saying. I am such a lister. I'm not a good journaler. I always abandon the plan. So this is a great non-journal for me. So that's my favorite book for adults these days. But I think it will work for teenagers too. For kids, I'm loving the big, it's this big, huge book. It's like bigger than a TV screen sometimes. It's called The Travel Book by Lonely Planet. Um, they have such great kids' books. I think they're like a Trevor treasure trove that people don't recognize. And it's one of those great look and explore books, oh. you know, and it's got country, yeah, country after country after country in it. I really like that book a lot. What about you? What book inspires your travel dreams? Well, you know, I had to think about that. Like there's, I read so many books on so many topics, but if I think back to one that I read in my classroom, it was the diary of Anne Frank and such mm -hmm. an awesome book that everyone should read. It just inspires you, inspired me to, to want to go to see where she was, what she went through and just 
get out there and see all these historical things that have happened. Um, next thing I want to plug in here is our 10 books in 10 minutes. I know everybody's yes. those. I want to encourage everybody. The next one coming up is Tuesday, July 22nd, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. These are going to be some great books about New York City. You need to watch and you need to go on Amazon and buy. Everybody needs to increase mm. their library. Yes. 10 books in 10 minutes is something we do over on Facebook live. And we, um, sh we share 10 kids books right now. We're doing kids books. I think we're going to kind of expand that as things go on. Um, but hot summer in the city. I thought that was pretty cool for July. So definitely join us over there. Um, I would like to know right now, what is your first, like most basic general travel tip? What's your favorite tip that you like when people ask you about travel that's the thing that you say to them first well what I like to do especially flying anywhere you go I like to take my reusable water bottle of course make sure it's empty if you're going through TSA but once you get through the other side you can fill that sucker up and it's so nice so you stay hydrated especially if you're in a hot dry area and I'm like from Florida and I'm used to all that humidity and moisture. You got to keep yourself hydrated. So that's an easy thing to do. Keep it in your bag. And then you're not just sitting here ending up buying water after water after water. You got it with you. What about you? And I love that because uh, I love that idea of bringing your water bottle with you because it's also a plastic saver. And I feel like as travelers, because it is a luxury kind of activity, we need to be thinking about doing our being part. a little bit more responsible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's nice. Mine actually falls right along with yours. I bring a reusable shopping bag with me. When I lived in um, Japan, I bought this Hello Kitty bag that folded up into like a little pocket. And I could not believe how much I pulled that empty bag out everywhere we were all over Japan. I have put everything in there from strawberries to kids shoes and bathing suits to, I mean, so many different reasons to have it. But I think one of the nice reasons to have it is, you know, when you, when you do buy a souvenir, they wrap it for you in paper and plastic and then they put it in a plastic bag and there's like so much with it and sometimes I have to say you know what I've got I've got my own bag I can just put it in here and it's just like one less plastic bag in the world I agree so, and um, you know what the, a quick yeah. little plug here if people are looking to get some I got a wonderful reusable bag as a gift from a student from Ikea and it folds up in a little square and I keep it in my purse as well. Yeah, it's so great, right? I, I Very convenient and kind of a little responsible. You know, we're always trying. Yeah. Um, Terry came across a game. It's called Pat's Crossing. You know, I love games. 
Yes. Let's play. So this game is pretty cool. Yeah, this game is pretty cool. It comes in a little box. It's not much. It's just a little card box. And inside are um, five different kinds of cards. Um, I found this over on Etsy. And we're going to give you all the links and everything that you need to find this particular game in the show notes. So you'll be able to find it there. Um, this game comes with five different kinds of cards. The first card is like trivia. And what I love is the answer is not on the card. You actually have to use a QR code to get it. So, you know, you can kind of play anywhere because the QR code will just kind of pop up. And um, the those are the first two sections and they're on um, travel trivia and, you know, just kind of geography kind of questions. And then they also have... Um, travel sustainability questions, which is neat. Like, um, what, um, country has the best eco constitution or something like that. They have those kind of questions where you have to kind of look up the answer, but if you're not kind of within internet service, they have two other kinds of questions. And I actually think that those questions are far more interesting and they're about people's travel habits and about their kind of travel memories. And they're kind of conversation starters. Um, the fifth kind of card, which I think is what makes this game so, so unique is that it comes with little cards that you could put your contact information so that when you do cross paths with someone, you can share your information, kind of make a friend in wherever you are that you're traveling. So I kind of love that. Hey, Terry. Hey, what? Do you want to, do you want to get a question? Ask me a question. Okay, here we go. This is a great question for us. Ready? Okay. Do you keep, do you keep a travel journal? Yes, I do. I do. I love to because I write everything down, places I visited, restaurants I ate at, because I may forget and I don't want to forget. And I want to be able to look back at that time and say, oh, I remember that. That was really good. So, yes, I do keep a travel journal. How about you? I keep a travel diary. I hate to say that I have a travel journal because I'm not very good at at keeping like a narrative going that kind of classic journal i am far more of a lister um uh, like i told you i like that book yeah. listography and i might go um, i might yeah. more towards list sometimes than journaling mm-hmm. but you know it's it's mm-hmm. whatever whatever is for you tomatoes tomatoes whatever works okay i have a question are you ready for one i'm ready go okay do you make an effort to learn the basics of the local language when you go abroad? Emphatically, yes. I learned this. The first thing I learn in every language is the same thing. And it's not please and thank you. And it should be. Um, the first thing that I learn wherever I'm going, wherever I'm going, is I learn how to ask, not for the bathroom. I learn how to ask for a drink. So I can say in pretty much any language, because I travel with a couple of other people, like my person here, um, I learned to say, excuse me, may I please have three white wines and a Cuba Libre? Thank you. (laughs) I can say that around the world. (laughs) There you go. Okay. What about you? What do you check? I'm ready for another question. One more. 
Okay, ready? Yes. Do you uh, name one movie that makes you want to travel every time you watch it? Okay, do I have to just pick one or can I pick two? You pick 17. I don't care. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> My first is our favorite, Mamma Mia. Uh-huh. Because you know why? All, all day long. All day long. And eat, pray, love. Because I want to go and I want to eat and I want to pray and I want to love all the people there. No joke. I'm telling you that part in Rome in that movie is like my favorite. I'm going to smile with my liver. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. It's yep. so great. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. If I have to think of the first movie that ever inspired me to travel, it is 1974's Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, good one. Good one. Okay, I have a mm-hmm. question for you. Final question. Okay, go for it. What country should you have been born in? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so hard. hard. Okay. Okay. Um, Terry, cover your speakers if you can. Um, I'm going to say one third of me should have been born in Ireland. Okay. One third of me should have been born in Italy. Okay. And one third of me should have been born post World War II, um, New York City. Okay. Yeah, I I, I can't choose one. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. What about you? Where should you have been born? I really don't think I can answer that fairly because I just have so many other places that I want to visit that I don't really know where I would. So I need to come from there. You know, I need to be born there. So I'm not quite sure on that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that an open-ended question. And when traveling starts up again, I'm going to come up with an answer. Circle back. I'm going to circle back to it. Circle back. Hey, if you like these kind of questions and you're interested in a game like this, again, it's called Paths Crossing. It's available on Etsy, and we're going to leave the link for you below in the show notes. So definitely check it out there. I have another question for you, Terry. Yes, ma'am. Tell, tell me about your favorite travel TV show right now. Travel. Okay. What's got you interested on the television? My favorite right now on Netflix is Somebody Feed Phil. Not only is he traveling to all these different locations, but he's you're meeting the people, you're experiencing the culture, and you are watching him eat this delicious food that's saying, Come get me. It is, it's, an enjoyable show. It's funny. It's the best thing. It just is, it's a really fast moving and it gives you all different areas to visit. I want to travel with Phil. I want to travel with Phil too. I love that show. And if, if you haven't heard of this show, 
this guy, Phil, Phil Rosenthal was actually Ray Romano's partner on somebody, um, on everybody loves Raymond. And so he's got such great comedic roots. It's so funny. And I don't know about you, but my favorite part is when he puts something in his mouth and he's like, so overwhelmed by the taste and it looks like his eyeballs are going to come out. He cracks he loves it. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. Loves it. Loves yes. it. Loves it. Okay, so Alex, um, please share with me your favorite. <laughs> since we're talking about someone feed Phil, tell me your favorite travel food. There is no doubt that I am um, a dumpling junkie, and my favorite world <laughs> dumpling worldwide. If I have to choose a favorite, um, I'm going to rank them, and they are. The pierogi from Poland. God bless them for making that. Yeah. My next favorite dumpling is the gyoza from Japan. <laughs> and my and my third favorite is the ravioli from Italy. I love them all. I love them all. I can eat pierogi all day, all day. Yep. Sure. And uh, that. Yes, that leads me to tell you what my favorite TV travel pick is these days. Um, I have been watching this woman. Her name is Alexandra something. I can't remember. She has yes. the same first name as me, which is, I guess, why I remember her, her name. She um, does this really cool hybrid travel show. The uh, It's called Flavors of Poland. And the first part of it is like a travel show. She goes and she sees what's around and then she goes into her kitchen and she makes something which i kind of think is a neat idea and but it's all about poland which i to me it's like europe's biggest secret is poland Very um and i found yeah i found the show on um the pbs channel create so if you have create you'll find her she's on mondays by me so i don't know okay. what it what the difference is. Yeah. It's, it's not a binge washer right now, but it definitely is one that you can do. But speaking of Pol Polish food. Okay. My favorite food that we eat at home right now. Um, we just posted this on our website too, is, um, kibasi. We love to make it like, um, delish. Yeah. You do like it when I make it. Yeah. Um, we make the coolest kibasi. Uh, it, it's the simplest. I shouldn't say the coolest. It's the simplest kibasi recipe I know. There's only four ingredients, and it's like one, two, three, and you're done. You just chop up your potatoes and uh, a little applesauce, a little sauerkraut and with all the juice. Like you just dump it all into a pot and get that cooking. And then you can cut your kibasi any way you want, put it right in there, mix it all up, let those potatoes cook. Golden. What's your favorite we, question? When? How do you know when it's done? It's done when you smell it upstairs. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's when I know yeah. it's done. There's no direct answer. It's done when your potatoes, when you're happy with your potatoes. Yeah. 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 But travel food is not only stuff that we eat at home. It's definitely stuff that we find in other places. Do you remember... The Vegemite. I try to forget it. 
I remember <laughs> when I was in Australia and we were sitting there and they had the little craft packages and I was like, wow, okay, it's made by craft. It has to be good. It is not good. I couldn't swallow it. God bless these people that are raised on it over there and love it. I bet they enjoy it, but I could not. It's fermented, yucky stuff. Oh, thank you for reminding me. We brought it back from Australia with us. We didn't try it when we were there and we were, we were living in Japan at the time. So we had flown back to Japan and I'm telling you the look on my kids' faces when they tried this, they had just gone to this incredible country. They loved everybody that they met and everything was so great. How could the food be wrong? It was made it's so horribly wrong. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Too funny. We apologize to all the Australians that love it, but... Yeah. Yes. It is an acquired taste like many other things. Like us down here in the South who like sweet tea. Okay. We understand. (laughs) We understand. That's for sure. All right. So. Thanks for joining us. If you've just kind of come on with us, my name is Alex and I am Bopshi and this is my best friend, Terry. She plays the Yaya role on our podcast, Bopshi and Yaya Travel the World. And, you know, each week we'd like to bring you a little topic and feature some content for you about what life is like traveling right now. And, you know, um, with everything going on with COVID and really most of Europe off limits to us, it seems that everybody is feeling safer thinking about um, kind of staying a bit closer to home and maybe thinking about what it would be like to kind of be, I think maybe a little bit more grounded would be the best way to say it. So this week we'd like to talk about the, COVID created the revival of the Great American Road Trip. Yay! And yay! And you know, I have to tell you, I am not a road trip fan. I I really, truly am not. Um, But Terry, you are like a road trip queen. I am a road trip queen. I, I, I do feel that I can wear that crown with pride. Yeah. I mean, because I know that you traveled. You did road trips as a kid. Yes. Then you also did road trips with your young kids. Your kids are both now adults, but right? Am I right? Because didn't Casey barrel race at one time? Well, she did. She showed horses. So we traveled all showed over. Horses. Uh, Oklahoma mm-hmm. City was probably the furthest we went with horse showing. But mm-hmm. um, the furthest I've road tripped is all the way to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And to put that in reference, because for some people, that's not that far, but Terry lives in Florida. <laughs> so it was a little road trip. It was a big road trip. <laughs> it was a big road trip. Um, it was... Tell us who... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, my husband retired from the sheriff's office, and this was his mm-hmm. dream trip. He had always wanted to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So we struck out. It was in March. 
and we struck out and he drove us all the way to Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh my gosh. He and the best one that I, is so crazy. Nice best when you're taking a trip and you want to cover a lot of distance. If you can travel through the night, you're going to be that much better because the traffic is less. Um and especially with children, it's easier. They fall asleep and you can get some miles behind you. That's true. That's true. But you, oh, so you drove from North Florida, from, Correct. from Northeast Florida, mm-hmm. you drove all the way up to the Dakotas. Correct. Cause I wanted, then, to see, we wanted to see so, Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And what, okay. And there's a lot of controversy around Mount Rushmore. The, is it worth it controversy? You know, like it's this huge, beautiful thing and it's very American, but it is really far from a lot. Well, so there's a little town there, but I will tell you, if you haven't seen it, it's probably something you would want to see. It's just amazing. Uh, one year I was out that direction and a huge storm came in and I wasn't able to see Mount Rushmore course when the clouds and the storm Mm -hmm. comes in you can't see it so it was a beautiful it was it was a crisp day and you just walk there and you're in awe just amazement to know that someone carved that out of the mountain it's just amazing and when you go you need to make sure you go in the store and get you some vanilla ice cream and it is jefferson's recipe it's a dollar oh, more. That's neat. It's a dollar more, but it's the best vanilla ice cream I've ever had. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. That's an insider tip if I ever That's heard a one. little tidbit. Yeah. And then so, we and then, okay. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I was gonna say, so you you did the Mount Rushmore moment. Yes. And then you and then you did the kind of almost the second leg, and that got you to Jackson Hole? Yes, we kind of went backwards, and it was just beautiful, beautiful country to see. But when we got into Jackson Hole, it was a little, getting dark, and there was so much snow. Oh, but it was so beautiful to think us from Florida, we don't see that kind of stuff. But there's so much to do mm-hmm. in Jackson Hole. We went and um, we went snowmobiling through Yellowstone mm-hmm. and saw bison and trust me I didn't get out to get a selfie with them I was safe uh the moose mm-hmm. were everywhere it was just mm-hmm. it's beautiful 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 you that sounds like that. a really that sounds like a really really good way to to see so much is to go by snowmobile yes yes you can it's amazing because you're actually riding your snowmobile over the road in which you would be mm-hmm. driving. And, of course, to see Old Faithful, that's amazing in itself. Oh. There's mm-hmm. so, so much to see out there and do. It's worth the trip. And, I mean, you need to spend several, four or five days out there because there's so much to see and do. You have the Grand Teton Mountains. Mm-hmm. It's just nature everywhere. Beautiful. Okay. So then you had to get back home. How was that part of the trip? Um, we, um, 
made a, our way back because we were making a road stop in Chicago, Illinois, to see my brother. So it kind of mm-hmm. broke up the road coming back. But I think always coming back on a road trip is the worst part. It's like, because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that excitement of getting to your destination. It's like, you know, you're going home. So it's like, it just seems longer. But yeah, I agree. You broke it up. I think, I think every road trip is longer. Yeah. Those home road trips are the longest. Okay. Yes. I agree with you. Now, my road trip experience is really quite limited, actually. I'm, I've only done the famous, and, and if you're from the East Coast of the United States, you, you understand this, the famous New York to Florida road trip, where everybody piles in the car, nobody's stopping ever. No. It, it, like, it, like, there is a three-minute, I'm only getting as many gallons of gas as it takes me to get to Florida road stop um and nobody complain and i mean it's a miserable highway to start with because i don't think i've been alive and i-95 hasn't been under construction in some form and every breed of um of driver is on i-95 it's it's just crazy so i am totally i also i think don't have the patience for it Probably more than anything. Like, I have a hard time on a plane, never mind in a car on top of it. So I really have only dealt with the I-95 road trip. But you have a lot more experience. You definitely have done more. And I bet, I bet if we counted up the amount of states that we've been to, you've probably been to more than me. I'm, I'm pretty sure about probably that. Probably U.S. Um, yes. Um, so... Out of all the trips that you've gone on, what do you feel was the most surprising thing that you've ever come across while you were road tripping? Wow. It was like the most, like, wow. Wow. It's a hard question. (laughs) Because there's so many, like, wow moments, especially when you're out west, out in areas that we're not used to it's just kind of amazing some of the wow moments like when one time we drove to chicago and the amount of toll booths that you have to go through that's a wow moment because it's completely you can go a mile and go to a toll booth and then another mile and you're in another toll booth it's ridiculous ridiculous but yeah, oh, so many wow moments driving by the arch in St. Louis. That was kind of a wow moment because you're just driving downtown and you look to your right and there it is. That's that true. Wow That's true. What about yeah. you? What about you and the wow moments? Um, I think the most ridiculous wow moment is... Um, again on 95 is when you go to south of the border which was probably a bigger thing it was a bigger thing when we were young compared to now like it's kind of been a bit played out now uh, or a lot played out i should say but when we were young i mean counting the billboards to south of the border on i-95 
was like the highlight of the trip. And Pedro said something the entire way. And it, it was just like, you knew that you were almost there once you got to south of the border. I, and it was just so much better. <laughs> coming up to D.C. area a lot in Maryland, mm -hmm. you guys, I always knew mm -hmm. when we got to south of the border, halfway there. Halfway south there. The <laughs> a little bit past south of the border, I'm halfway there. Yes, yes. So I will say that's the most ridiculous moment because those of you who have been to south of the border, it's this unbelievably tacky Mexican establishment <laughs> that has I more roadside attractions than I can than I can come up with. It it's just ridiculous. And um, you know, you're not quite sure if you want to eat there. I honestly <laughs> the yeah, food might never, be a little dicey. I've never eaten at south of the border. I have I have never there. eaten at south of the border. So yeah. Stopped there yeah. several times, but never, never partaked of the food. <laughs> I agree. Um as for the power of wow, which I'm a true believer in, I when you were talking about like seeing the St. Louis Arch or just realizing what it takes to kind of create something, I would say probably on a road trip, uh, I do know a story. My father tells this story. When we were little, we were driving from Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm sorry, not Washington, D.C., New York City to Washington, D.C. on I-95. I'm telling you, I've never been off of 95. And um, I, my, I was really young, and we were going to see my grandparents. And on the Beltway, um, on the north side, close to Bethesda, I would say, is a really quite stunning Mormon church and you could see it from the highway and I guess I thought that we had gone a little bit further and in my young naive way my father thinks it's the funniest thing that I pointed to that church and I said look we're at Disney World and that was like the most hilarious thing and he was like no that's a church we're going to your grandparents and I think I probably pouted the rest of the way I'm sure but anyway I would say that really wowed me in life so if you're just joining us I'm Alex or Bopshi and this is my best friend Terry she's Yaya and this is Bopshi and Yaya travel the world we're talking road trips so Terry what would be the biggest tip that you would give somebody getting ready to get out on the road now it's the uh, first thing that comes to mind okay if you are going to head out on the road there's an app that you need to have it's called Waze, w-a-z-e and it is mm -hmm. a map app but what it will help you do is to avoid any traffic, any by, I mean, it will take you in quicker directions. I remember coming home from Maryland one time and it redirected me and I literally bypassed probably an hour of traffic. Wow. So that is a good thing out, to have. Get download the Waze, W-A-Z-E app. It is one of the best to use when traveling. Also, plan ahead. 
plan your stops, make your reservations, get all of that in order before you set out. Because when you're out driving, you want to make sure when you pull in to, to rest, everything's taken care of. That's true. I agree with you. All right. So we are at the end of talking about our road trips. We're definitely probably going to circle back to this topic because it's so much. Yes. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.